This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Let us bring in an amazing reporter, Carrie Sheffield. You have a column, Carrie. Thank you for joining us. You had a column over the past. Yes, America's soft revolution away from everything that made us great. You start off with a quote from Vladimir Lenin. Morality is entirely subordinate to the interest of class war. Everything is moral that is necessary for the annihilation of the old exploiting social order and for uniting the proletariat. Is that what we are experiencing today in America? Short answer, yes. That's the the argument that I make is that our revolution has been a softer one. Vladimir Lenin's was a violent, murderous one where millions of people were slaughtered through these policies. And it, and it was a violent coup that threw over the monarchy. And, and I make the contrast of what Lenin did versus what the United States did with our founders. We both threw off a monarchy, but what Lenin replaced it with was something so much worse, whereas America replaced it with the idea of God and human rights and human dignity. Did we perfectly implement those rights? No, we didn't. That's why we had a civil war. But but the philosophy of human and like human rights and freedom is fundamentally the American blueprint. And the Lenin blueprint is to destroy Western civilization, destroy the family destroy uh, everything that made the Judeo-Christian system work, because from his perspective, it needed to be destroyed to destroy the proletariat. And so for this column, it was in the New York Post, uh, I reported about a new survey from the Wall Street Journal and the University of Chicago. They've been tracking people uh, in this poll for the last quarter century on issues like patriotism, having a family, you know, having children, how important is that for you, uh, being involved in your community, being involved in faith and religion. And it is now the lowest point that they've ever tracked in a quarter century. And it's just been deeply nosediving recently. And so I just think that these notions, the most basic things that make America, America what it's always been, faith, family, community, they're all under assault right now. And you have no doubt that we are in the middle of what, or at least maybe not in the middle, in the beginning of the soft revolution. This is what you believe the objective is for those that are that are waging this, what many people call the culture war on, on America. Absolutely. And it fundamentally, Lenin's whole system was, you, you got to create, you know, oppressors and the oppressed. You know, in his case, he called it the proletariat. He really tried to make it on economic grounds and economic oppressors. And here in America, the ideology is the same, but it has different characteristics. It has to do with gender and race. And that's why critical race theory and critical gender theory are so pernicious, because it's the same Lenin playbook, but instead of focus just on the economic classes, it's using these other identities of race and gender as weapons to do the same outcome that Lenin wants. And so that's why it's no surprise that Patrice Colliers, for example, she's one of the founders of Black Lives Matter. She has called herself a trained Marxist. And this is her quote. She said she thinks it's, quote, really cool, unquote, that people think her book is like Mao's red book. And we know who Chairman Mao was. His communist regime resulted in the deaths of tens of millions of people 
through the CCP. So when you see here in America, billions of dollars being destroyed during Black Lives Matter protests and dozens of people being murdered and slaughtered in the riots in the aftermath of George Floyd, that's the same type of energy as the Lenin energy. It's destructive and it's inspired here in America, the critical race theory, it stems from a larger umbrella philosophy of critical theory that was founded in the Frankfurt School in 1929 over in Germany by a bunch of Marxists. And that's we've imported it over here with American characteristics. And that's what I think is so terrifying and why it's so important why people like you and anybody listening to sound the alarm about critical race theory. It's, it's not some nice little kumbaya diversity thing. It is Marxist in nature. You say people like us, like we all know Miles Little Red Book. I have news for you. A lot of people don't know what you're talking about when you say Miles Little Red Book. They don't know the history of the Chinese, quote-unquote, revolution. They don't understand the great leap forward. They don't, they don't know anything about these things. I talked to some people the other day, and I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to, uh, to, to, to in any way uh, uh, talk badly about them, but look, there are young people that don't know a thing about World War II. They don't know about the, how, how important the Battle of the Bulge was. They don't know how important the D-Day was and what could have happened and how easily that war could have swung the other way and what that would have meant to humanity. They don't know what the Allied versus Axis power fight was all about. They certainly don't understand the Cold War because it isn't taught. So so for a lot of people, they don't have the background that you and I have. They don't understand these concepts. There are people who think that communism, they don't understand the history of of. of communism and what it has done to people. They don't know the tens of millions of deaths that happened under Stalin, under Mao, that went further in Southeast Asia with the killing fields. All of that stuff is, is it's not being taught to them. No, you're right. And, and I will say there's a wonderful organization called Victims of Communism. Their website is victimsofcommunism.org. They just opened a museum last year here in Washington, D.C., a couple blocks in the White House. They do host a lot of student groups, uh, and they work with governors, Governor DeSantis, and uh, I, I believe here in Virginia, where I live, um, Governor Youngkin and several other governors, they've created the Victims of Communism Day, where the students in the state are going to be taught these things. Because you're, you're completely right. There is a huge gap in the understanding and the curriculum. And unfortunately, and, and thank God for people like DeSantis and what he's doing in Florida, because he wants to stop the creep of critical race theory, because the exact opposite is happening. Instead of being taught everything that you just laid out, the history and the hundreds of millions of people murdered under socialist and communist regimes, that is being replaced by these critical race theory principles. And instead of teaching history, they want to teach people to hate each other and to divide the students to divide each other by privilege um, and to weaponize race and gender. And it's, it's deeply problematic. And so I think, you know, mandating civics education, that's something that DeSantis has done as well. I think it's very important. I think that governors across the country should model that. I think also another common lie that I hear or just misunderstanding especially young people, they say, well, the communism you're talking about is not the communism we want. 
Um, we're talking more about the Nordic countries, you know, Sweden and Denmark and all those places where that's, that's the good socialism. And my answer to them is educate yourself because they those countries in many respects actually have more free markets than in America. A lot of times those countries, you know, Switzerland and Sweden, they actually have less regulation, lower taxes in some respects, um, and also stronger property rights. And the Heritage Foundation, uh, which is a great research group here in D.C., they come out, they actually have refuted this notion. And they have an index, it's the Economic Freedom Index for the world. And the United States is actually quite a bit lower in the ranking in economic freedom than a lot of those supposed socialist countries. So I would say to my young friends, educate yourself on exactly how those those countries are run. And let me echo that thought. We have Dr. Kevin Roberts here with us on a regular recurring basis from Heritage. And we, we talk about the issues of the day with him. And Heritage is not just anymore the Ivy League tower up in the sky issuing white papers. They are trying to get involved in the trenches, because that's where the soft revolution is occurring. And Carrie, you've done a great job in this article. Can people find it at Substack, where you're, where you have, uh, you have uh, subscriptions available, right? People can subscribe to your writings and to your thoughts at Substack, correct? Absolutely. Thank you, Bo, for mentioning that. Yes, so it's just my name, CarrieSheffield.Substack.com, and I include it in my most recent post the link to this article that I wrote in the New York Post. And, yeah, we'd love to connect with folks on there. So give it one more time for people. So a lot of people are not familiar or just becoming familiar with Substack. How can they find you and how can they? This is an amazing piece, folks. It is well worth reading. Where can they find you again, Carrie? Absolutely. So it's Carrie, C-A-R-R-I-E, Sheffield, S-H-E-F-F-I-E-L-D, dot Substack, dot com. Or you can just Google Carrie Sheffield Substack, and Substack is a great platform for independent writers to connect directly with audiences and supporters. Thank you so much, and I hope this is the first appearance of many with us. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Bo. I'd love that. God bless. God bless you too, my dear. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network.